Good afternoon and welcome to Ready Row USA. We are coming to you live. We hope that you'll post questions for our esteemed guest, C.B. Sandsborer at Community Rowing, and we'll be talking about the Institute for Rowing Leadership today and the relaunch of it. Hi, C.B. Good morning, or good Hi. afternoon. Hi. Yes, it's morning somewhere from yeah. in, in the, at the Olympics, it's morning. Uh, anyway, I will go through a little bit of an introduction about the, the podcast and okay. live stream to whoever is uh, new to it. We are at this uh, production where we're on a mission to connect, collaborate with and grow the rowing community. We talk to people like trainers, elite athletes, masters of a certain age, like myself. And we talk to boathouses, vendors, artists, artisans, and hopefully you. If you'd like to contact us, just uh, visit the website and all the information is there to get a hold of us. And our uh, podcast, our archives are on there. So we love rowing. We love talking about rowing, hanging out with rowers. And we have seen firsthand that rowing changes lives. We're dedicated to advocating for inclusion, access, and diversity in the sport. And we'd love to have you chime in on these topics and anything related to rowing in the United States or beyond and beyond. Um, but in particular, nothing gives us a greater thrill than seeing that little notification dot on Instagram or Twitter. <laughs> Our audience gets personal attention to questions, comments, and episode suggestions, and our sponsors and partners receive value that far exceeds their investment. That's kind of our policy. We like to be out ahead of that. So join us on the live stream like this one, and if you're listening on your podcast apps, please uh, check the show notes. We will have updated show notes where you can view the uh, images that we may be talking about. We try not to be too referential about the the images but um but they're there for visual relief <laughs> as uh cb and i were talking about a while ago but um so as i said we're talking about the institute for rowing leadership this today and this is something that i have observed in my years as a member of community rowing where the program resides and CB will telling us, be telling us a lot about it. That's uh, her in front of the Hudson Boats at Community Rowing um, in my happy place. <laughs> it's behind me, too. Hi, CB. Hello. Good to see, good, 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 good to see you. Yeah. I just wanted to mention that uh, we have three fabulous sponsors, Good Inklings developed this website, it's our new website at readyrowusa.com. Sykes and Sykes USA and Resolute are our sponsors that joined last year, as well as Burnham Boat Slings. So everybody has one of those fabulous Burnham boat covers, and we love that company. All three companies, exact, ex, in fact, and goodinklings.com. That's the Laura Williams is my website designer, and I could not exist without her. So thank you, Laura. Um, so CB, let's get a started on talking about the, the IRL, which I've observed for years at CRI. And then tell us a little bit about your background and you know the history of the IRL, just 
in a nutshell, if you can. Sure. Um, the, well, the IRL has been around for about 10 years. Um, we generally have a, a cohort of um, eight to 12 coaches that come to the IRL for one year for a, a certificate in coaching leadership. Um, and, uh, you know, basically the IRL exists to pretty much jumpstart somebody's coaching career. So whether you're a new coach that's just starting out, um, maybe, maybe you're in a, a career coaching and you want to do something different, you want to start your own rowing club, um, the IRL is a great place to get your career, um, as I said, jumpstarted. <clears throat> um, Has it always been this number of people, like around six, eight to 12? Or yeah, eight to 12. Mm -hmm. I think we've occasionally had six or seven okay. once or twice. Um, uh, if it, I don't think we've ever had more than 12. Uh, I have not been involved with it particularly okay. a lot until the past year or so, post-pandemic. Um, we took a year off during the pandemic uh, or a couple of years because uh, just an integral part of the IRL is to have a hands-on coaching happening while you're mm -hmm. in the IRL so that you can go back and forth from the classroom to the water and back again and try things that you've learned in the classroom, on the water, come back to the classroom again and share that learning um, with the class. And that way we've found that your, your learning really gets um, intensified because not only do you learn from your experience with that, but you also learn from everybody else, you know, the other fellows in the classroom, um, what their experiences were. So. Um, for a couple of years, we were on a hiatus because of the pandemic, because there just wasn't a predictable amount yeah. of coaching happening. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're relaunching and we will start up again in August this year. Yeah, I think there's a there's there's always a need for coaches. It seems like it's particularly not hard to get a coach now, but it's you know, one of the organizations I'm involved with has been looking for a coach for about six months mm -hmm. and it's an after school thing. So it's, you know, special hours and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, I have a, up on the screen, if you're if you're watching um, the hallmarks that you you gave me for the CRI, CRI um, Institute for Rowing Leadership. Mm -hmm. Can you just go through them briefly and then we'll get into some of the questions that people had about the program? Sure. Um, so. Most of the coaches that come to the IRL feel like rowing has been a life-changing experience for them. Mm -hmm. And so they want to bring that to other athletes. Um, so that's a big part of why people come to the IRL initially. Um, we operate under the mission of CRI. And the mission for CRI, generally speaking, is rowing for all. Um, we've always tried at CRI to broaden the rowing community, and we want to really elevate it, elevate that. <clears throat> so I see the IRL is really, it's coaching for all. Um, we strongly encourage people of color, women, LBGTQIA+, people with disabilities, older candidates. If you, know, if you really want to be committed to learning and growth as a coach, um, we'll help you succeed on that path. And has that diversity been reflected in past uh, cohorts or is it something you're just really focusing on now? Because I know that this is a huge issue 
in in uh, providing access and growth in the sport. So, not not enough. Um, yeah. We have had some diversity. We've definitely had a you know quite a few women go through the program. Mm -hmm. At times, we've been fifty percent women in the program, um, but certainly it hasn't been enough. So that's really part of what we're um, a little bit more focused on now is making sure that message gets out there. Um, because it's, you know, it supports them. It operates under the umbrella of CRI. So it needs to support that mission. And exactly. Yeah. That's what I was telling you earlier. You know, I, that's what I love about a CRI. What keeps me there is that rowing for all philosophy. Right. And it, it, you really see it play out in all the programs. Um, but we can all work harder on, um, opening up access, I think. Yeah. Right. Right. Because yeah. I think we can open up and reflect more diversity in the coaching ranks that's going to help absolutely in the in the rowing ranks and vice yeah. vice versa the more we can get diversity in the rowing ranks it's going to trickle up into the coaching ranks as well but we don't we don't want to wait for that um, so so the uh individualized here i i took your hallmarks and and it really refers to the low student to teacher or instructor ratio yeah. um Tell us a little bit about how that affects you know, the participants' experience. Yeah. Um, uh, well, as I said, if the if the cohort is really at somewhere between six and twelve people, then that's going to be the maximum mm -hmm. to teacher ratio. Um, our teachers are typically very accessible to all of the coaches. We get instructors from local colleges and universities. Um, as well as people that are um, practicing, say, uh, in the Boston area. Coaches in the Boston area as well come and, come and teach at the IRL. Mm -hmm. So you get a good network of contacts in the, in the industry, for lack of a better word, the field, community. Exactly. And mm -hmm. that really is one of the, I'd say that's one of the biggest mm -hmm. values that most of the coaches say they walk away with. Um, you know, there's, I think we were talking about this earlier, but there's probably about 100 growing programs in, in Massachusetts, and, and about 60 of them are right here in the Boston area. That's um, amazing. Them right on the Charles River, but not all. Mm -hmm. So we really try to make sure that people that come to the IRL leave with a really strong mm -hmm. network, whether it's the, whether it's the instructors that they meet, as I said, most of them are people who are somewhat embedded in the coaching or the rowing community. Um, most people are surprised to know that we have between 70 and 100 coaches on staff at CRI. <laughs> it's <laughs> crazy. Crazy. There's, you know, as I said, 70 to 100 yeah. in any given year. So that right there is part of your network. And um, I know if you practice what you preach at the IRL, because I am a member of CRI and I cannot say enough about our coaches. Mm -hmm. You've really, you know, led with it by example there. Do you, do you find that any of the uh, graduates go on to then s s do coaching training themselves? You know, like to, to, are they, are they equipped to, to teach other coaches? Um, you mean, do they go on to become teachers? Yeah. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know that answer. Mm -hmm. um, I Probably know some, but yeah. There might be some. I'm actually not sure about that. I know that we've had 
uh, obviously a huge number of coaches go on and just do it, what we sort of think they might do, which is they coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's high school level, we have a lot of high school, mm -hmm. division one, division three. We have several people, I think I can think of three off the top of my head that started their own rowing programs um, from scratch. Um, we've had people, uh, we, we typically have, and I think right now there are two people working at the head of the Charles um, and, you know, working in that environment. Um, so people go on and do all kinds of different things in the rowing community. And I'm sure there are some people who, who go on and do something different. Um, sure. Yeah. Um, we actually have some who are doing, um, I know one or two who are, who went on to do um, PT work who got their degree in physical therapy. Interesting, um, yeah. There's there's a lot of, I think we should all be born with a, you know, physical therapist assigned to us. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? And a coach. And a co yeah. In fact, um, uh, Erin is coming back. She is actually teaching a course at CRI right now. So I don't know how I, how I forgot about that, but she's an IRL grad and she's teaching a uh, sports, sports medicine and injury prevention class at CRI, like, this week. Awesome. Erin? Uh, her, oh, she's married now. Her, her maiden name is McConnell, but I don't know what her, uh, mm. I'm going to look it up. Yeah. It might be the one I went to uh, Portugal rowing camp with. I'm not sure. Possibly. Yeah. Erin, yeah. Um, then then the, the last item on this list was accreditation by the, uh, the United it's States. The Center US Center for Coaching Education. What does that mean? And how is that different from US rowing? Um, well, U.S. rowing doesn't uh, accredit other institutions, mm. um, although you do, when you do the IRL, you will become a level one and a level two certified coach. Um, we also um, get everybody to, we have a couple uh, people who do the NCAA um, uh, compliance exam. So we have a person, I think, from BC and MIT who come in and teach the NCAA rules, and we take the compliance exam. Um, we get everybody through Safe Sport, through CPR, through Boat US. Um, we won't do level three training for um, uh, you know US rowing level three. Um, that's just something that they reserve um, for. It's 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 people. They, they have a different category for that. So got it. Yeah. Okay. We do have everybody do level one and level two with, with us rowing. Okay. But they, they're going to have a lot of good information right at hand if they decided to go into that. Yeah. I think the people, training. Who, yeah, people who have gone on and done level three certification will find that a lot of the material they have covered right. uh, during their year at the IRL. And uh, so I was going to go into a few questions that are sort of, I, synthesized from the reaction when I um, posted about this this uh, episode. Um, first of all, at, our, at this break, we'll take, we'll remind people that we are Ready Row USA and all information is available at readyrowusa.com. We're speaking with C.B. Sandsborer, the Senior Manager for Coaching Education at Community Rowing in Boston. Gosh, I, I could say that five times, couldn't I? Um, so one, one kind of question was, uh, you know, it's is it any different? I like, do you have anything that you're just kind of like taking a big breath and trying, trying new stuff mm -hmm. uh, or are you taking the, the same template model? It's, it's, there are, I would say there are small changes that we hope 
will make it more, uh, make it easier for people to attend. So the way that the IRL, I would say, is the same is it's, as I said, a, it's a it's a one year graduate level um, course in growing coaching. Um, we still cover in depth things like biomechanics, nutrition, finances, you know, rigging, um, sports specific things about technique and training plans and coaching novices and uh, I, I've probably forgotten something event, you know, regatta management, because even if you're just doing a high school program, you still need to manage your, your dual races. Mm-hmm. Um, the things that we're changing slightly is to um, change the, the schedule a little bit so that the spring and fall seasons, which obviously people are going to be doing a lot of coaching and they're a little more stressed out in those seasons, we're going to take the course load down a little bit. And then the winter season will be a little bit heavier course load. Um, we are taking a couple of courses and making them optional that someone could do, say, either post-graduation or if they wanted to, if they could fit it in during the, the year, they can. So an example of a course like that would be um, like our boat repair course. Almost everybody, I would say everybody needs to know the rigging part but the actual hands-on boat repair, which is, mm. it's a lot of work in the shop. Do you actually do like the fiber lassing yeah. and stuff like that? Oh my God. Yeah, you learn it, yeah. you learn the whole thing. So instead of having that be um, a required course in the IRL, we're gonna take that and make that um, a hands-on paid intern, optional internship so that they can, somebody could work for two or three weeks in the shop get all that knowledge, but it doesn't, you don't necessarily have to do that because some people aren't going to be in programs or aren't going to take a career path where they know how to fix a boat. But if you're somebody who's going to start your own rowing program, or even if you're going to coach a a high school program, you're not going to have your own boatman and you probably will benefit from that. Uh But we're going to maybe make that optional. So there are a couple little changes like that. I think the other thing that we're really going to stress is that we're just more dedicated to making sure that tuition is not going to be a barrier for anybody. And um, for anybody um, that is really, you know, dedicated to being, to coming to the IRL, um, a full-time job at CRI can uh, complete, a full-time paid job at CRI, the IRL would be one of your benefits. So you could go for free. And if you're going to coach part-time, then the tuition would be significantly reduced. So we're, we're definitely committed to making sure that if someone wants to come to the IRL, we're going to make it happen. And you're doing some active outreach to like Mm -hmm. organizations that represent underserved or underrepresented communities. Yeah. Yeah, Going back to the original statement, we Mm -hmm. just strongly encourage a more diverse group of people to, um, to apply and to do that. You know, we have to do our work and reach out to those people. Right. Yeah, and then uh, we we covered this a little bit, but uh, someone was asking, will we be able to do hands-on coaching? And then you you mentioned the the U.S. Rowing Certification yeah. relationship, but well, the hands-on. Mm-hmm. yeah, the hands-on coaching part. Actually, everybody is required to do hands-on coaching. So, I would say at a minimum, you have uh-huh. to be coaching. You have to be coaching six days a week. Right, and that is really. I mean, it's a great part of the IRL because that helps you to to make it right for you. So there are some people who want to coach at CRI because if you're at CRI, 
you could coach juniors, you could, mm -hmm. you know, you could get involved in our para, uh, excuse me, our para program or a U.S. Uh, U.S. what's the Paralympic? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember what the what the terminology was. Um, but some people want to get involved in para or just more of a community boathouse or coach novices. You can do that, right? I remember when we had the uh, the Charles River Rowing League that, you know, I took, I did that. It was so, so much fun. I brought a few people in, you know, and they've gone on to do rowing at CRI, but so um, some people, some people will coach right at CRI and those are all paid positions. Okay. Sometimes people uh, get jobs, say at a local high school. There's, I, I don't even know how many there are. There's got to be 10 or 20 or even mm -hmm. 30 um, right in the Boston area. And then some people want to do um, most of the division one, college programs um, have a volunteer assistant position. Those are unpaid, um, but it's a great way to, even if you don't plan on doing D1 coaching, mm -hmm. coaching at a D1 school is a great way to really get an understanding of how do those programs establish team culture, leadership, management, fundraise, you know, all kinds of things like that. So that might be the right path for some people, even if that's not what their final end goal is. Good. Well, we have some fun facts. We have about uh, eight or 10 minutes left um, yeah. you provided to us. Uh, so you can just go through these as I as I roll through them uh, for the people who are watching. Uh, oh gosh, I have to put the video on. Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. So this is pretty cool. 80% of the graduates are accepted, accepted jobs before graduation. Yeah. And I I mean, just to sort of add to that, you know, the the coaching job that because, as I said, we require everybody to be coaching. Mm -hmm. We we've pretty much had um, people coaching at all the local clubs and univer or universities on the on the river. So Harvard, MIT, BU, Northeastern, Boston College, you know, the men, the women who, you know, if you want to. Do your practicum at one of those schools, whether it's a volunteer assistant. Um, they're usually more than happy <laughs> to have <laughs> to have an IRL fellow there because they just know that they're dedicated to learning and you know and coaching and doing a great job. So it's it's yeah. pretty easy to get placement after you've had that kind of an experience. And it must be fun to see them kind of fan out across the country and do you keep in touch with most of the grads and oh yeah there's yeah. A, i was just looking at that list that you posted i i think i think a good chunk of the tufts coaching staff right now is <laughs> irl fellows i'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure yeah there there there's an irl uh grad um, at is it, right now. yeah they're all over the place and tom Siddall is teaching is coaching at tufts right There's yeah yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I had him on the program in December. Yeah. And then you had a few people who were Midget Kirsten Gerard, Roman Sammartino, Rachel. I know Rachel Purrington. Yeah, she's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she does communications, I think. Loyola Marymount, uh, uh, Colorado. Yeah, in Colorado. Yep. Many different places. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's wrap up uh, with anything you want to say about the IRL that we didn't cover, or that you know would would help people sort of realize this might be for them, or that they might want to tell a, a colleague about. 
answer? Um, I think, you know, the, the general idea is that when, when we launched the IRL, it was going back to that idea of people that their lives have been changed by rowing. And, um, you know, we, we really have created and sustained it to launch people who are passionate about rowing into the rowing community. And, um, you know, we, we just want to continue to do that. So if somebody, as I said at the beginning, wants to jump into coaching or to relaunch their coaching career, um, I just think this is, this is a great place to do it. And, and we'll do everything we can to um, support somebody. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm sort of a fangirl about it because I, I just, I just see it in action. You know, I see it. I see the people that come out of it. I see the coaching, you know, and mm -hmm. I just, I think it's, um, you know, I very much uh, appreciate what you're doing there. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm just going to uh, mention a few things before we close out and then um, we will take it from there. Um, we have slide 15. Uh, a few things coming up that I'm really excited about. We have on March 8th, we have Ryan Wirth and Jason Cottingham are going to be doing an episode or their episode producing um, on ocean rowing. Hmm. So the Atlantic challenge has just wrapped up these people that row three to five, 3,500 miles across the ocean, you know, and so that's going to be fun. And uh, Ryan actually, Ryan Worth, he, he um, did row across the Atlantic at one point wow. a few years ago. Yeah. He lost like 40 pounds or something. <laughs> anyway, we're doing one on the uh, arts of rowing. So we're going to have artists and authors and sculptors and painters uh, and who, who do express their love of rowing through their art. Uh, we, we're going to continue with our club spotlights. So anything, um, any clubs out there that want, want us to spotlight or highlight you, I love doing that. I just love dropping in on these, especially just, you know, little clubs that are just doing their own thing. And, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know, Upper Peninsula of Michigan or something. <laughs> it's, it's really cool to see that. And, and I think it helps kind of helps them feel like there's a community around them. Uh, building the club, we do, we do a learn to row in, in uh, June. And then what, you know, that transition between after learn to row and, and kind of keeping the people in the club and, and keeping rowing is, is kind of a transition that's worth focusing on. Um, rowing to recovery, we're going to do cancer, addiction, and trauma, and how rowing um, aids in, in grief as well. Uh, mm -hmm. In recovery, uh, the Rowing Industry Trade Association. We're uh, Ready Row USA as a member, and we are going to see what they're doing in terms of you know, advocating for uh, vendors and uh, people who are in the industry. Great group. Uh, athletic tech, and uh, you know that's one thing I just love. I love my tech. <laughs> it doesn't help my rowing. <laughs> I just I love all these wearable things, you know. And, um, I guess it does to some extent um, help your rowing if you know what your stroke rate and pressure and stuff is. But so that's fun. Uh, we'd love to have you connect with us on social media. Use the hashtag ReadyRowUSA. Subscribe and review us on the podcast apps and YouTube, and you can win some good stuff from people like Sykes and Resolute, our sponsors. 
Burnout Boat Slings has pledged a uh, some accessories for for people who do that. And Good Inklings, you can probably get a you know a, a cool little web service from from Laura. I'll have to ask her about that. But again, uh, CB, I just have loved. I just love knowing that this program is is coming back. And you know, if we can help you get out the word, you know, on an ongoing basis. Uh, we'd love to do that, and you know, hopefully, you can use this yeah, to refer. Yeah, I think we will. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, if we can help you, let me know. Oh, indeed. Yeah, I'll be I'll be around the boathouse when when the ice goes out. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Thank you so much. You're Take welcome. Care. Have a good day. Bye. Bye bye.